Hey, I am Hanan. And I am Steluza. And you're listening to the Path to Resilience podcast. Here we connect you with global thought leaders. You can listen to their stories and learn from their experiences. We are both professional coaches who believe in change, the change that empowers and lifts others. We believe in being authentic. That's why we invite leaders who are comfortable with talking from the heart. We also believe in the power of the mind and how it can improve your health, your relationships, and your performance. Whether you want to make a positive change in your life or upgrade your vision, this is the place for you to be. Thank you for connecting. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Saluta. Good morning, Hanan. Good morning, Kira. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, right? Because there are people watching us from all over the world. Yeah. How are you, Kira? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. This is, I'm excited for our chat. Yeah, we're excited too. Yeah. So I just want to uh, welcome all our audience connections from LinkedIn to this show, the Path to Resilient Show. So our topic today is how to turn your pain into passion. We may all experience pain. This is uh, part of uh, the human experience and this is something that we may not control. It can be uh, a loss of a beloved one. It can be a crisis. It can be a deception, a disappointment. It can be anything. But how we deal with the pain, the adversity is really, really what matters. This is a subject very dear to me. I was there. That's why I'm excited today to further discuss it with our wonderful uh, guest, Kira, who is the founder of the Passion uh, Center and the creator of the Passion Method, Passion-Based Method. She, uh, after 18 years of in different leadership positions, she redirected her path to follow her passion for passion. She created different programs and tools to unblock the potential of their different people and professionals she's working with and uh, to activate their passion, to discover their passion and to believe in that passion. So um, I'm more interested today, Kira, before getting into your programs and your tools and everything, I would like to learn more about Kira, the person, the human being, the story behind Kira and how Kira get into this path of empowering people and helping them get into their own passions. Mm. Well, thank you, Hanan, for that question. Um, I guess this is the part that, um, that's always a little iffy, right? Because our human stories are so non-linear, <laughs> very mosaic. And I would say that my path to passion started when I was really young. Um, my house had burnt down or my family's house had burned down and it had left pretty much them to start completely over. So we had moved, we, had, we I used to live in Trinidad. That's where I started my life journey. And mm-hmm. my family moved us up to Canada right after that had happened to stay with some of our relatives here. And honestly, it was just, you know, one thing after another, my, my father had had to say goodbye to his passions. He was a musician to Aww. 
work up here in you know what he used to call a dead end job. Um, and I think growing up, I saw a lot of him his unhappiness in where he was, even though he would say things like, "I'm sacrificing it for the kids," you know, or "I'm sacrificing it for the family." But I don't know that any child really loves to know that they're the reason for why your parents are unhappy, you know? So I think that started my journey and my relationship with trying to understand how do we get happy and, and how do we, you know, translate that into the work that we do versus having to kind of sell our souls or sacrifice and be unhappy for the sake of something else. I really started to believe that there had to be two ways of doing it. And I've made my own mistakes in my past too, like even being in the corporate world, um, one of the reasons that I was there was because I wanted to grow that establishment and become financially free, just like every anyone else that gets there. It's not an original, unique story. But as you move up that ladder, you begin to get removed from the things that really used to drive you in the beginning. So for me, it was a separation to that. And I started to become really unhappy until my body just was like, no, you are not going a step further. You may think you want to go to all of those places, but we're, we're going to stop you. This is where the train stops. So yeah, that's, that actually, that, that led me down a healing journey. And then that healing journey is what brought me to passion. Because what I realized was that passion is truly that essence, that inner essence that needs expression. And if we suffocate that expression, we become simply these unhappy shells. And I just didn't want that for myself or other people anymore. So that's that's really kind of in a very short, condensed way, my story. Well, that's a beautiful story and thank you for sharing it with us. And um, I think many of us can resonate with this type of story, you know, losing everything and moving to another country. It happened to me. I lost everything and I moved to Canada. And it was not when I was a kid. It was mm. only three and a half years ago. And I left a lot of things behind me back in Europe. So I can totally relate to that. And um, I think there are many people who, especially throughout this pandemic, they lost something. Yeah. Whether, yeah. as Hanan said, mentioned either a loved person or they lost their jobs or mm -hmm. they lost their reason for going to work or they lost yeah. there is everything. Something that we, yeah, exactly. People lost yeah. there many people who lost everything. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if you can tell us a bit more about you. You mentioned a bit about what does passion mean to you because you mentioned about your father leaving his passions behind uh, yeah. him and starting over and being in a job that you know, it was a dead end job. If you can tell us a bit more about what does passion mean to you mm. and how did this illuminated your path to where you are now, something from your past that you can share with us? Absolutely, absolutely. So for me, uh, I, I've worked in a lot of, of work environments um, that were, and there's no other way to put it, they were just toxic environments, right? And I think, you know, anyone in the working world, like, let's touch on that, you know? Yeah. And I think when you're in a situation where it's forcing you to ask all of these questions, like you're there to do a job, but then it's harder to do your job because the environment just is not conducive to helping you feel like you're thriving. It's not conducive to helping you feel like, you know, Someone's got your back. Like it's, it's, there's no sense of community. There's no sense of, 
of that kind of thing that we all need. And we all, um, as humans, it's a universal basic need. Absolutely. So, so I think shuffling through a lot of different organizations and, and combating different types of leadership models that just were embarrassingly bad. <laughs> um, when I started to go through my own questioning, so I know a lot of people are doing this now. I was doing this six, seven years ago when I was really feeling that um, the tension, the tension within, right? That's just like, what am I really doing this for if this is the outcome, right? If I'm spending so much of my time in this place and yet this place isn't feeding me or helping me feel a certain sense of aliveness or happiness or expression, then what am I doing? Am I just going to keep sacrificing my own happiness for the dollar bill? <laughs> like, this is not the kind of life that, that mm -hmm. I'm interested in designing, right? So when I started to get sick and my body was giving me signals that this was not okay, um, and going through that healing journey, what I began to realize was that, you know, passion is your, your biological way, your body's way of giving you feedback just like anger is, just like irritability is, just like unhappiness is, just like anxiety and depression are. And you learn in the working world how to shut those things off in favor of work. But that's not the right thing to do because the more you shut those things off, the more you become disconnected with yourself and who you actually are. And when you do that long enough, you lose yourself entirely. And I was really close to doing that. So passion is almost a path back to yourself. But the only way to do that is to actually feel the, the pain and the tension of not being who you are first. So the way that we simplify passion is we basically sum it down to this. Passion equals meaning times investment. It's doing the things that are meaningful to you and investing in those things that stimulate the feelings of passion. But passion also has hierarchies. You need certain things to thrive and have that meaning be expressed. One of that is your environment. Your environment needs to support that. If it doesn't mm -hmm. support it, it's gonna kill all of it. So, you know, it's 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 really it's really about kind of going deeper and getting to the root of what these things are and having simple definitions for it so that we can regain our relationship with it. And that's that's really what it what it kind of means to me. So I hope that answered your question. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I personally can relate to many things you said because I was there also. I was in the corporate world and I just found it very toxic. And this non-alignment uh, really triggered a lot of suffering within me. And then I was like, what am I doing here? Because a lot of things we do uh, or uh, our values are not really reflecting the environment we are in. But you see, a lot of people are experiencing the same things, but they're not there to go for what they want because they think that it's very risky to go for change. While the, the risk is being in a place where, where they are not happy and content. Right. right. This is the real risk. It is the real risk. And also, like, we've been trained to do that, right? That's the whole idea of the linear success model. Like, We've been trained to think very linearly about where we're going and how we're doing it, but that's not the way we are. Humans are our mosaic. 
and we need these different things in order to thrive. Yeah. So you mentioned twice uh, the linear and mosaic success model. So can you go deeper uh, so that people can know uh, how they can use these models to maybe to unblock their passion? Yes. Yeah, so it's it's not about these models aren't necessarily about unblocking the passion, but they are about understanding why sometimes we don't feel passionate. Um, so in society, we have a very linear success model. So when you think about, you know, when you were a young child moving through the school system, the school system is very much like level one, level two, level three, level four. And you're graduating to all of these levels after accomplishing a certain amount of tasks. So you do this and you get that. It's very transactional. It's very linear. You don't do this, you don't get that, right? And then we go into the working world and it basically is an extension of the same thing. You start at the bottom, you do a certain amount of things and you get promoted or you get more money. And then you do another set of things and then you get promoted and then you get more money. And then you do another sort of things, you get promoted, you get more money. And it goes on like that until you graduate out of the system entirely when you're 65 and you're retired, right? And hopefully you live long enough to enjoy some of that stuff. And that's really our training. Our training is very linear and it's to think very linearly. But we're not linear beings. We're, we're mosaic right? We need expression in many different forms. And we're at various different stages within ourselves. So there's a ton of different sides of ourselves that need expression through that actual, through the actual system that don't get expression. So we get very locked and tied into following along a certain path, even if that path doesn't really align to how we function as people. So that's, that's really the idea of linear versus mosaic. And I think today we need to start thinking a lot more about how to create new mosaic models. Mosaic models meaning that you can tap into different parts of yourself doing different things in society and contributing in different ways without just the pressure of thinking that you need to you know, be as transactional as society has been built. Yeah. Do you mean out, uh, outside the box, thinking outside the box somehow? Very much outside of the Well, yes, outside of the box, but also um, like take, for example, entrepreneurship or take, for example, agile. It's about trying different things and exposing yourself to different ideas and Absolutely. being inside of that of that innovation and that way and those different ways of expressing yourself. There is there is no way. Um, unless again, you're really passionate about what you're doing. But if you're not passionate about what you're doing and you're spending an exorbitant amount of time in that thing that you're not passionate about, then your energy and your time is going towards something that's going to drain the life out of you. You need to refill that with something that does engage you and does interest you. But the problem is if you're spending too much time over here and not enough time over here, then you're at an imbalance. That's an mm -hmm. imbalance to your system. And that's that's definitely not an area where humans get to feel like we're being humans, right? Yeah. We're not made to be these slivers of slices. We're made to be so many, so many different things. Exactly. And I think so many of us uh, are accustomed to using the either or. Yes. 
approach, yeah. right? So, because I'm I'm looking, and this is what actually triggered my my thought was that we have Sukina here, and she says that she is looking to find a job, and she has a strong passion to build her own business. So she wants us to ask what we think it is good to focus on building her business or to look for a job force or doing both together, right? Because we, we are used to either this like, or this. I yeah. either have a job or right. I either build a business. Very right. few people think about, I can do both. I can try both of them. And this is, maybe you can share your take on that as well, but I think you already shared it. But there are many people who, most of us have this habit of thinking, it's like black or white. We yeah. don't take time to consider the other options in between, right? Yeah. Because you never know. And as you mentioned, if there are people who don't expose themselves to new things and they don't know exactly what they're passionate about, they will never know until until they try mm -hmm. things, until exactly. they give them a try. Exactly. And and actually your your body won't let you feel anything if, if you're not out there trying new things because it's about the relationship, right? So I equate it to this because it's really simple. You're never going to find a romantic partner by not going out there and meeting new people. It just will never happen. So how do we expect to find passion if we're not out there trying new things, right? Passion is the bond that we, um, that we create when we find the things that engage our interests, that kind of spark curiosity within us, that we feel we feel you know strongly about or something's meaningful but it's about experimentation so to answer your your question uh Zikina, only you know you know what your financial position is the best right um typically when you start a business you do need some kind of financial backing depending on what kind of business you're starting and i don't want you to feel pressured or stressed out as a new business owner because there's a lot of things you're going to have to tackle growing a business so it is really important that you have a financial baseline before you kind of move out into that into yeah. that if you do have a financial baseline then that's great um so what kind of community support do you have in order to uh to move whatever it is you're thinking of doing out into and put it into the market those are things that i think you should be asking yourself but if you do need that kind of financial support, then it does make sense to at least get a job that can afford that. But that doesn't mean that you have to compromise your business idea. You really can do both if you know what it is you're trying to do and if you have the right strategies and structures in place in order to do that. Um, but again, it will take some planning. It will take really getting clear on what those parameters are for yourself. But mm -hmm. a thousand percent it's doable. Yeah. And sometimes even if we don't know what what we would like to go for, we need to to take some actions. We need to try many things. I mean, passion, I don't believe it's a homemade thing. Uh, it's something that we need to go for it, take actions. Maybe we, we will fail in some aspects uh, in different fields. And uh, from those failures, we may find our passion. So there are there are hacks. <laughs> um, it's not just about going out there and just trying to trying out everything because that's impossible, right? Like time is a factor, and there are limits. Um, there are assessments that we have created to help along this journey and to help that process out. What we've been able to um, 
to identify is that um, passion is the stimulation of very defined things in your life. Once you have an understanding of what those things are, what drives passion, then you get to have your zone. And when you try things within that specific zone, you're more likely to be stimulated by passion. So let me make it really simple. And I use this for in pretty much every talk. Like if I were to have five people that were passionate about one thing, right? So let's say it's basketball. I use basketball a lot. I don't even know why. I don't even watch basketball. But you know, like if, if, you, if there's five things, if there's five people passionate about basketball and, and you start asking them the questions, right? The questions of like, why are you passionate about basketball? What you will come to learn is that those five people have different drivers for why they're passionate about it. And they don't have to be the same. So when you understand what the drivers are, like why people find certain things meaningful and other things not, then you have a leg to stand on. Then the conversation becomes a lot more meaningful because then you can have you can start saying, well, how, how can we take that and apply it to other things? So basketball can turn into math sometimes, that can turn into engineering, that can turn into a lot of different subjects because it's not about the subject, it's about why you're passionate about X, right? So I just, I just feel like sometimes we need to clarify that because it can, we can get lost in the idea of how do we find our passion. Yeah. And I wanted to add something. It is not necessary to monetize your passion right? Passion gives you more meaning and joy in life. It's not, we're not talking here about, because uh, because it, it was the context of, uh, so Kaina asking us, so I don't want people to understand what we are talking here about finding a passion and monetizing it. We're talking yeah. about finding a passion that gives you a deeper meaning, deeper joy makes you happy in life, right? This is what we're talking about, just to, to put it out there. And I think you mentioned the, the mosaic model, and I really love, and every time you talk about the mosaic and you mention the word mosaic, I keep on thinking about Rumi and his books and this image of mo mosaic in my head. Uh, and we were talking about meaning as well, and people are searching for meaning in our conversation before we started the live. How does this mosaic model can help you find this deeper meaning in life? So... There is a, um, a poem um, called um, The Little Book of the Human Shadow. It was written by Robert Blythe. And I don't think there's another person that has nailed this concept more. So I'm going to use him. And in it, he talks about when we're about two to three years old, right? When we're little, when we're little toddlers, we are so expressive. And we're not scared of our expression. We just express. When we're upset and we're throwing a tantrum, we're going to do it. We don't care where you are. We're going to do it, right? And then two seconds later, we're happy and we're loving and, you know, and we're moving through all of these different states and we're doing all of these different things and we're trying on all of these things and we're curious. And all of that is us shining our 360 degrees of light. That's, that's, that's our mosaic. We have all of these different sides of ourselves that are wanting expression and wanting to play and wanting to do different things. But then society starts to shape it out by telling us, no, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. So we start taking away all of these things about who we are and we put it in what he calls this invisible bag until one day you're just this like little slice of yourself. 
And then we wonder why we lose our vitality and why we lose our passion, why we lose all of these kinds of things. So to answer your question, it's about getting those parts of ourselves back, right? And that can only happen through Hanan, what you said before, trying different things, doing new things, being in different environments, finding new ways to express all of these different sides of who you are again so that you can rebuild that relationship with yourself. That's what generates our energy. That's what generates our drive. That's what generates motivation. And that's what generates our passion. Mm -hmm. Knowing and understanding those, those sides that want expression, that's about understanding yourself. You can't actually know your passion if you don't understand yourself. They are like this. <laughs> your passion yeah. is your highest self-expression. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's how I would answer that. It, it reminds me uh, of uh, the saying, uh, you cannot solve, you cannot find a solution if you don't know the problem. Right? Yes. Yeah, you cannot. Great question. Yeah, you cannot find your passion if you don't stop and look at uh, within you to look what, what would you like to, to explore in your life? And this uh, reminds me of something that I heard. Uh, I don't remember the, the, the name of the person, um, but this is, uh, she explained how to find your message. And mm. she split that into two. She took the message, you see the message word is split into two words, the mess, mess, <laughs> H, message. Yeah, the mess is what what's going wrong in your life. This is the mess in your life, and age at what age? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, when you are young now, well, whatever. I mean, just finding your mess in your life and what age, and this can be your message mm. because this can be done in different way. How to turn your pain into passion? How to turn your pain into a sense of purpose? Or how to turn your mess into message? So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you this question because I know that the people who are uh, uh, listening to us would like to have like, uh, like I don't know if there is a process for you uh, to find how to turn this pain into passion. Yes. Since, since it's really the, the major question here in this, uh, in this episode. A thousand percent. So I'll, I'll take you through a little bit of what, of what pain is, right? So every, every time we feel like something's off in our life or something tragic has happened, um, it creates disorder in our body, just disorganization. And so our bodies are always trying to get to harmony and harmony is the absence of disorder. It's, um, it's the absence of chaos, it's order. And when we go through this pain, we are deeply motivated and inspired to ask deeper questions because we're trying to resolve it. Inside of our approach to resolving it, if we're actually going to take our time to look at the pain that's happening, and this is the thing, a lot of us, we, not a lot of us, it's, it's kind of our engineering to avoid pain. We are massive pain avoiders and we'll numb it using all of these different things. But it's important to know that it's by looking at the pain in your life that helps you to birth an understanding of what's meaningful to you because you've had to go through it. And anything that we've had to go through that's darker, that's more painful, if we have gone through the mud 
and we've solved that problem for ourselves. And now we can take that and solve it for someone else. There's no better passion hack or purpose hack than that. That's what triggers all of the neurochemicals to really explode inside of our brains and carry out through our bodies because we are designed to problem solve for ourselves first and then to do it for others. And so it's like taking that mess, like you said, it's about identifying all of those parts of your past that has pained you, that has hurt you, that you have overcome and tap back into it. The problem is that most of us want to not look there anymore. Once we've dealt with it, we want to kind of put a lid on it and like put it under a rug and move yes. on with it, right? <laughs> I and I get why, I get why. I've, the same thing for me. There's a lot of things in my life that I just wish I, um, <laughs> that Suppress. I just a lid over. Exactly, put a lid on it, move on. And But you can only move on up until a certain point because your structures will never allow you to get higher than the pain that you've dealt with or you've sat with. So, you know, it's, it's this beautiful, like, again, return to self. And, and the other part about pain too, is when you suppress it, you lock out parts of yourself. So remember, if passion is about mosaic and about accessing all of these parts of yourself, and there's parts of yourself that you're like, you know, putting in a box and putting under a rug and suppressing and not looking at, then you're never going to feel like that whole complete person that you're intended to be. So it is a process of going back and taking some serious looks at where those where those wounds are, where those pains are, and really coming to terms with that so that you can elevate to the next level and allow yourself to express and again all of those all of those other wonderful parts of you. Um, that's actually the basis of our unblock program. That's that's what we do. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being us uh, with us here today. I want to Thank our audience here, Pascal, uh, Pankaj, and I'm sorry if I butcher your names, uh, Jorgen, and there's so many here. Uh, before going um, offline, I wanted to ask you if you can share where can people find you and where they can connect with you, and if they want to go through the process of uncovering their passions and turning them. The pain, the pain that might, might be going through these days into something meaningful in their lives, how they can reach out to you. A thousand percent. So I'm quite active on LinkedIn. So here on this platform is one way. Um, and I answer all of my, all of my messages myself. So um, if you have any questions, just let me know. And, um, and also on my website. So www.thepassioncenter.com. Center is spelled R-E, not E-R. And that has basically a, a, a full list of, of what we do, how we do it. Um, and you can actually take a look at different people that we've worked with and hear their stories as well. Um, all of the information is there for you to mosey on over and look through. Thank you so much, Kira. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thank you guys for watching us, for being here with us live. If you're not watching live and you're watching the recorded version, please make sure that you like and follow us. Please make sure that you connect with us. Um, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, also make sure that you subscribe here. Uh, leave us comments. If you feel that these stories inspire you, we would love to hear from you. Comment below. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much, Kira. Thank you, Hanan. Thank you guys for watching Thank us. Thank you. Thank Bye. you, Kira. Thank Bye. you. Bye.